Welcome friends to another devotion in the Psalms. Today we're in Psalm 40 and after three uh, Psalms where where the believer there, the the psalmist has seemed to be in pain, uh, we come to uh, this great Psalm uh, where he seems to be bringing together some lessons that he's learned and and, and nestling at the heart of this Psalm uh, are some verses that were applied to Jesus by the writer to the Hebrews and we'll look at those in a little while. So in this psalm, Psalm 40, the Lord is great. After all the pain, the conclusion is the Lord is great. Let's listen to Psalm 40 and I'm reading from the Passion Translation. Psalm 40. I waited and waited and waited some more patiently, knowing God would come through for me. Then at last he bent down and listened to my cry. He stooped down to lift me out of danger from the desolate pit I was in, out of the muddy mess I had fallen into. Now he's lifted me up into a firm, secure place and steadied me while I walk upon his ascending path. A new song for a new day rises up in me every time I think about how he breaks through for me. Ecstatic praise pours out of my mouth until everyone hears how God has set me free. Many will see his miracles. They'll stand in awe of God and fall in love with him. Blessing after blessing comes to those who love and trust the Lord. They will not fall away, for they refuse to listen to the lies of the proud. O Lord our God, No one can compare with you. Such wonderful works and miracles are all found with you. And you think of us all the time, with your countless expressions of love far exceeding our expectations. It's not sacrifices that really move your heart. Burnt offerings, sin offerings, that's not what brings you joy. But when you open my ears and speak deeply to me, I become your willing servant, your prisoner of love for life. So I said, here I am. I'm coming to you as a sacrifice, for in the prophetic scrolls of your book you have written about me. I delight to fulfill your will, my God. For your living words are written upon the pages of my heart. I tell everyone everywhere the truth of your righteousness. And you know I haven't held back in telling the message to all. I don't keep it a secret or hide the truth. I preach of your faithfulness and kindness, proclaiming your extravagant love to the largest crowd I can find. So, Lord, don't hold back your love. Or withhold your tender mercies from me. Keep me in your truth and let your compassion overflow to me no matter what I face. Evil surrounds me. Problems greater than I can solve come one after another. Without you I know I can't make it. My sins are so many. I'm so ashamed to lift my face to you for my guilt grabs me and Stings my soul until I'm weakened and spent. Please, Lord, come quickly and rescue me. Take pleasure in showing me your favour and restore me. Let all who seek my life be humiliated. Let them be confused and ashamed, God. 
Scatter those who wish me evil, they just want me dead. Scoff at every scoffer, and cause them all to be utter failures. Let them be ashamed and horrified by their complete defeat. But let all who passionately seek you erupt with excitement and joy over what you've done. Let all your lovers rejoice continually in the Saviour, saying, How great and glorious is our God! Lord, in my place of weakness and need, I ask again, will you come and help me? I know I'm always in your thoughts. You are my true saviour and hero, so don't delay to deliver me now, for you are my God. Through all his pain, the psalmist has learned to, to wait on God, to, to wait for God to speak. He, he says, I waited and waited and waited some more patiently knowing God would come through for me and then at last he bent down and listened to my cry he knew God would come through it might have taken three psalms to really get to the point where he's begun to hear God again but he knows that he will listen that as he listens that God will speak to him you see waiting is an act of faith waiting is an act of faith. We, we sometimes think that faith means we're going to do something great. We're going to do something that's amazing. But waiting is an act of faith. When you've been in pain, when you are in pain, when you're struggling with, with life, waiting on God is an act of faith. And it's one that results in praise. If in your struggles you will keep your heart focused on God, on Jesus... Then he says, blessing after blessing will come, in verse 4. Blessing after blessing comes to those who love and trust the Lord. They will not fall away. Sometimes we, we seem to fall away, don't we? Sometimes we seem to drift away and God seems distant. But he says, if we learn to wait on him, we don't just assume we've got all the answers. We don't just think, well, we could just get on and do something for God. Wait for God. Listen for God. He's learned that lesson about how to stay obedient to God's call through waiting for God to speak. And he knows, he's discovered, that it's not about sacrifices. Remember, this is Old Testament, so they were used to the sacrifices. But he, he knows the issue is not sacrifices, actually. But it's listening to God and responding to him with a heart of love and a heart of faith. And, and he finds that in that pain, deliverance comes. Deliverance comes. And when deliverance comes, it gives him a testimony. Look in verse 9. It says this, I tell everyone everywhere the truth of your righteousness. And you know I haven't held back in telling the message to all. I don't keep it a secret or hide the truth. I preach of your faithfulness and kindness, proclaiming your extravagant love to the largest crowd I can find. Now, that's evangelism. Telling the story of what God has done in your life. Telling the story of how he's delivered, of how he's set us free, of how he's brought us into joy or into peace or out of pain, and out of our sin. Of course, I know that 
in the world in which we live, there's a sense in which we're never quite at peace, not at peace with the world uh, around us and uh, the, the world that is against us. Psalmist knew that. He says, evil surrounds me. Problems greater than I can solve. Come one after another. That feels like life, doesn't it? But our testimony in all of this, our testimony of God's goodness, of God's greatness, of God's kindness, of God's love, of God's presence, of God's nearness, our testimony gives us confidence to face the world and to face the enemy of our souls. At the end he says, Lord, in my place of weakness and need, I ask again, will you come and help me? I know I'm always in your thoughts. You're my true saviour and hero. So don't delay to deliver me now, for you are my God. That's a prayer of faith. That's a prayer of rest and of peace. A prayer of someone who has waited on his God and discovered that he is faithful and he always comes through. Let's go back to those verses that seem to speak of Jesus, verses 6 to 8. The Hebrew writer applies them to the Lord Jesus, where, he, who, where he's referencing his, his incarnation and the, the fulfilment of prophetic vision and, uh, and, and the perfect sacrifice for our sin that was Jesus, that assures us of God's eternal help, life and hope. Where he says, it's not about sacrifices. And so I said, and the writer of the Hebrews refers it to Jesus, here I am, I'm coming to you, as a sacrifice I'm coming to surrender my life says Jesus because it's not about the sacrifices that people can make for themselves it's only about the sacrifice that I as your son can make for them and he says I delight to fulfill your will my God Jesus has fulfilled the purposes of God so that you can wait on God and see them released into your life in forgiveness in life in healing in deliverance, in righteousness, becoming the very core of who you are. God bless you as you wait on your God.